Hello, welcome to the High Performance CEO Podcast, your exclusive access to the winning strategies and leadership habits of high-performing CEOs from all over the world. I'm your host, Sebastian Schieke, entrepreneur, CEO mentor, and business angel. Sit back, relax, and don't forget to take notes because I'm sure you will be able to take many gold nuggets on how to drive your business forward and develop a healthy and thriving work culture for your organization. Hey, welcome to a new episode of the High Performance CEO Show. Today I'm talking to Cecilia Chiolario from Munich, an Italian entrepreneur. She founded and runs a company called Tuesday and Plank Space, so basically two companies. And we will talk a lot about today how working environments have changed, how working behaviors have changed, how the pandemic especially changed, how we use workspaces and how we can use different spaces like restaurants and bars, also partially to enable co-working for knowledge workers. Welcome to the show, Cecilia. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you around. And when I am looking, I always looking for interesting people to talk to who also run an interesting company, creating or changing the way we work, changing the way we interact and, and creating an impact. And what I learned is that you create an impact by utilizing a lot of unused space for working purposes. Maybe we can talk a little bit about this today, but first of all, the audience always would like to know your story. Yeah. So. How did you start this crazy journey to become an entrepreneur and run your own business? You are an Italian, you're living in Munich. So tell us a little bit your background. Yeah, sure. So I started working in startup as a first step after my university degree. So I did my bachelor and my master. And I always was like attracted to the startup world, like basically with the willingness of doing something on my own in the future. I didn't know how close future, if it was a next step or not. So I joined two different startups. The first one for me was super inspiring. I met a really inspiring serial entrepreneur and he played a key role in my in moving into the venture or like founding my own venture later on. So after this first like get to know the startup world in Berlin, I moved to Munich and I joined West Wing for a while. And during this time, I always had in mind that the next step would have been my own startup. So I quit West Wing at the time with the idea of starting a company. And I had this list of ideas that nothing had to do with co-working, nothing had to do with like prop tech. Then I gave myself a deadline. So also working together with this entrepreneur that assisted me, really mentored me in this phase. I gave myself a deadline and I started like researching about these ideas and finding the most feasible one and trying to like understand if there was any market interest and like opportunity for me to be playing in this market. So something that at the beginning was really similar to what to say is now, but can't say that was exactly the same. So with this idea, I started testing. I tested also in Italy actually at the beginning because I thought, hey, that's way easier. So I was in Milan setting up a different co-working spaces in some locations. Really easy tests with a super easy spreadsheets for bookings, lots for people, setting up a, in like a easy, easy newsletter and a mailing list for interested people. And in Milan it was super hard for me. 
maybe because I was not on the spot, maybe because it's really like used to be really different than Munich in terms of co-working, how mature the co-working space market was. So then I decided to just stick with Munich and starting the idea here. And as a first step, I joined then an accelerator, like Expreneurs. So like where I had really the first contact with, okay, what is entrepreneurship? What should I do to found a company? What things I need in terms of anything? And also there, then I met my co-founder that she was part of the accelerator team and we started working together. From there, like our idea pivoted many times, adjusted, if we want to say, in order to then arrive what is now and who knows if still is the last stage, right? Well, you never know. I mean, yep. one thing I learned being an entrepreneur for 24 25 years or so, is that you always have to reinvent yourself. Yeah? You always have to see new opportunities and uh, you have to adapt your business. What interests me is how has co-working changed in the last decade? I mean, when I started initially, my company was basically my living room. Yeah. And then when I rented my own, my first office uh, was 2004, I think 2005, I think 2004. We moved also in the co-working space, kind of a shared office type of thing. But this is now almost 20 years ago. So what has changed in this time? I mean, there's a lot of, there are a lot of co-working companies on the market. Yeah, we work and, and Mindspace, you call it. What has changed? What do you different than the other players on the market? Yeah, so when we talk about co-working, it's actually different meaning, right? Like that's co-working, that's exactly what you refer to. And that's probably the most widespread in terms of companies. That's what WeWork is doing, what Mindspace's part is doing. So really hosting companies, providing private spaces for them, and like making sure that all the burdensome topics like cleaning, maintenance, and so on, outsource from and left to the co-working company. What we do, it's something more B2C, so it's more like really providing kind of what we call third hubs for people to work. So that is not the office, it's not home office, but it's a place where people can come, stay for a day, whatever they need, enjoy Wi-Fi, and also the closeness with other people. So the exchange, the fact that you meet people that may be working in industries that are not your own, where a new project can be born and so on. And that's really what co-working used to be at the beginning, like this community and spaces where you could find a community where to belong and where to just enjoy your work. I mean, for home for people who don't have an office anymore are supposed to do home office, for example, for small entrepreneurs who don't have an office at all and work from home. Exactly. And really, when we started at the beginning, there was only freelancer or entrepreneur like us that didn't have an office and stuff like this. And that's also the first thing that has completely changed since then, right? Like now is about more employees and employees that work from home and they join our space for a while. And before this was like a customer group before COVID that we completely didn't have. So co-working was just like something for like self-employed people, basically. When I can relate to that, I mean, my wife works at a bank, but asked the people to do home office that she doesn't want to work at home. So she's now working here at my office <laughs> two, three days a week. I mean, a lot of big companies, they choose their office space. So with the pandemic, they said, okay, we don't need all this space anymore. And they introduced rules that people should stay home one, two or three days a week. But for many of them, working at home is not an option, right? Because, I mean, you have the kids, you have all these things, and you, I need a working atmosphere. Yeah, I cannot thrive at home, uh, at least not uh, for more than a day or two. So I need, uh, I 
happy to go to a different place. And, and this is what I understand you exactly offering for people. And uh, I think it's a great time to be at a market with, with such an offering because especially now when the, uh, the winter is approaching, home office probably will be increasing again. And then people are sitting at home, being alone and not having a the daily connection they need. Yeah, exactly. So we see definitely different trends from companies. Some of them, as you mentioned, completely sizing down their office. And also all the companies instead going the complete opposite trend, right? Like asking the people to come back to their office and simply because obviously home office brings together a lot of all the topics, which is not just like logistic, but it's also culture, maintaining culture of many when it's like a young startup. It's topic of leadership and obviously as you mentioned and that was really our purpose at the beginning to really make sure that people can still have a place to belong and like the alienation that our office can impose to you it's really big right like it could be really affecting your mental health to be completely excluded from social environment while working super easy to get used to it and then like really like be less creative in the best case but also depressed in the worst case, right? So our goal was really to making sure that people still had a place where they could functionally work good and connect and enjoy other people company during the work time. Do you also uh, facilitate these working spaces? Is your tea around? Uh, do you offer more than just the space? And do you offer any add-ons like vents or? Yeah, totally. So basically, we don't even offer the space. So we take the spaces that, as you mentioned, is underused during the day that can be a functional workplace. And this is mainly hotel lobbies, but also the type of venues. So we also had places in restaurants and bars when they were closed. And what we provide is like everything on top, which is community, a strong Wi-Fi and a functional work environment. So once you get into our spaces, we have a host and the host is actually our biggest user of a co-working space is a normal person that needs the workplace during the day. And instead of paying for it, is making sure that he welcomes new people, that he shows new people around so that when you walk into a new space, you don't feel like lost or you don't know where to sit or you don't know like, yeah, you just don't feel well. So that's what we call space captains. And these people, they're to just like help us in the first time of the community access. And then, yeah, obviously that's event. And usually what we're trying to do is like pushing our own community to organize their own events and offer the space, the marketing and the promotions for these events. Because still like biggest part of our users are entrepreneurs, are people with a lot of ideas, are freelancers that have businesses that can provide help to others in terms of workshops, in terms of just like nice events and networking moments. That's a very interesting concept because you really uh, close this gap. And when you go to a co-working space on your own, and most of the time you are, yeah, you rent an office, a small, I mean, I looked at some of these offices at one of the big players in us, like a shoebox, you know, so that you yeah. get a box and you, you sit there and do your work. But if there's no one who is facilitating the, the community, uh, who's welcoming you, who's showing you around, who's connecting you with our people, then uh, it could be also really lonely being in a, in a co-working space. Okay. There's lots of people around this no one is connecting, especially for people who are more not so outgoing. I can imagine it could be quite difficult to meet other people. Uh, even if they are all around, often they hang around in groups, they talk about things, and then when you are on your own, it's probably difficult. But when you have this kind of facilitator, captain, as you call it, can imagine it's very helpful. 
Yeah, like really, that's always the rule. Like being in between a lot of people doesn't mean that you actually feel less lonely, right? And that's like the purpose of every co-working space. And that's why co-working is actually really hard when we talk about co-working in this kind of way, right? Co of community. It's not just about putting desk and a fancy environment, but really making sure that the people have a good experience while there. And that's why someone would choose this rather than stay on his own home office, which by the way, now we are so used to it. And like probably we set up our home offices in a super professional ways. And so, so we are really spoiled on this part. So what we look for outside is definitely something a value added to this. And that just comes with the social environment. Interesting. But how did you perceive the pandemic? I mean, can imagine everything was shut. It probably wasn't the easiest time for you and your colleagues. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> yes, of us, pandemic was a big, big issue. I think like we talked so much about the pandemics and a lot of like looking at this uh, topic in our companies, the side of like our customers, how they changed, but also how we had to cope with this as a company. So this aspect first, definitely we had to close our spaces and we had to do it twice. So the first lockdown, then we reopened and actually we reopened many new spaces because there was a huge momentum of people wanted to have a lot of social contact. After the first lockdown, something was completely new something that they really wanted to go back to normal time super fast. So that gave us a lot of momentum. But then the second lockdown came and there was longer was like already people got used to it and they it was something not new. And we had to close again our spaces so while reopening. There was a huge, huge change. So yeah, it was just like really challenging. It's still really challenging simply because I think It's probably one of the industries that was the most changed and shaped by the overall pandemic. I mean, obviously, like this kind of industries. And still, I think like no one really has a clear direction. So where to go and people are still testing and understanding where's the best way. And like obviously uncertainty is something where a lot of opportunities could create. And that's really where we try to be super active and try to seek new opportunities. But it's also make everything harder for planning and for growing and so on. So it's still a huge challenge for us. But really, that's what we're doing, which is really trying to understand where the market is moving and there's any other opportunity, which is more interesting for us, where we could add a better value and have serving our customer in a better way. Actually. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of space available. So I perceive here in Frankfurt, a lot of empty offices or even restaurants. I mean, there's one restaurant next door. Um, they had two floors and one floor they now turned into a COVID test center, you know? Yeah, that's COVID test centers so definitely. Yes, that's okay. I mean, he's probably planning ahead because at the moment, at least in the last weeks, he read very slow, low, so not many people went there, but he's probably only planning for the winter and to utilize his space better because the card filament events anymore. Yes, really COVID test was one of our biggest competitors while getting spaces after the pandemic because it was like a huge incentive to have a COVID center. The spaces that we need is more or less similar. So that was definitely a topic. And on this, like also in Frankfurt, that's what you were mentioned about the blank space. So that's our like opportunity sniffing idea is really providing more meeting rooms. So more moving into the B2B market. And what we do in Frankfurt with the blank space, which is like a brand of Tuesday, is taking over retail spaces that are empty because they can't get filled in for the moment with new retail owners. 
and set up their self-sustained media room. So people can book the media room whenever they need for whatever they need from meetings to events, to yoga, to fitness class, and they just unlock the room with our Wi-Fi code. And then they use the room, we clean it after, and the room is ready for the next owner. So that's uh, the new concept that we're trying out because we see a lot of needs of like external spaces, bigger spaces than the one you have in the office, but also the need of like getting inspiration from a space that is not the media room in your own office every day, maybe far away from the city center while we always play in the city centers. So available and close to everyone. I also took the team and then we went to an external place for a day or we had a different environment. You got inspired to you spend a day away from tasks and also the environment you always around. It's very helpful. And I also understand the need for flexible meeting spaces. You know, I mean, you don't want to have a large meeting space sitting in your office, and which is hardly used. People are just getting conscious on this, right? On the cost now with electricity coming up and uh, like probably winter will be challenging on this as well. Like, so resources need to be used better. And sometimes like getting it from external providers is just easier and more convenient. So like we are trying to feel exactly this need. And what's your biggest challenge in growing the business? Is it visibility in a market, finding the right talents? At or? the moment, it's really like, deciding what's the best way to go forward right like as i said so many things has changed in the market then if we would provide the same product that we did before pandemic would be just stupid so it's really understanding okay which one is the right product where we want to push our growth uh, and where we see the biggest potential and really making sure that we are catching the right opportunity because we are in the best spot to catch opportunities. We have a network, we know the market, we are super close to it. We have resources for doing it so that we are really in this moment, like to try to understand what's the best way forward and evaluating and not being attached to what we've been doing before, unfortunately, because we see a lot of challenges, a lot of things has changed. So that's the point in time that we are super, super, super challenging, but really exciting as well. Well, it's a very good point you mentioned, not being attached. I mean, entrepreneurs are often attached to something they build, you know, and they fall in love with their product and the service, but they should better fall in love with their customers, yeah, and see what their customers need. And just if a service doesn't work anymore or if the market changed, then as you said, don't be attached. Yeah, let all things go and be ready for new opportunities. Because there are many opportunities out there, especially types like those. Yeah, and in this market, right? Like if you take all the constants that's changed and you are the only one remaining, then it just doesn't work, right? So obviously in this market, we can't be the ones that we were two years ago before pandemic. It's just impossible. So Cecilia, I mean, this has been an amazing conversation. We learned so much about the industry, about uh, co-working, about how people escape from homework areas where they are alone and find a community in your spaces. And I would like to understand, how do you cope with all the work and all the changes? I mean, going through this, this cycle of ups and downs and facing the pandemic where you had to close your spaces. I mean, it's certainly nothing easy. A lot of listeners Think, oh my God, you know, how would I cope with this? You know, what are you doing to keep sane and keep energetic? Yeah, exactly. I keep in shape. Yeah. So first of all, I think I work it through to actually accept that I love this kind of up and downs. So I think that's also part of the game. Like really it's 
will always be part of the entrepreneur journey. And for me, it's just like what keeps me alive. I love it. It's part of it. Even if when obviously I have lows, I tend to forget it. But that's the first part. And then I say like, yeah, you also mentioned it before. Like I love sport and I love sport just to keep in shape. But really also because for me, it's like my biggest way of coping with stress is like, I love sports where I manage not to think while doing sports or anything like outdoor from nature to running to cycling, climbing or surfing. And really, I always like I never like skip my work sessions during the week. Not even when like in the biggest stress time, that's really the only thing that I try to avoid to skip because it's really making my mind clear and allow me to stay in a track. I'm also a big fan of meditation. So I try to do this every morning, 15 minutes, and then longer sessions in the weekends, um, usually around 40 minutes. I love group meditations when it's a bit easier to keep on track and stay concentrated for so long. And the third part is really people, like making sure that my network of people is always there between friends, family, and like professional networks. But it's so important for me to have people I know I can go to when things are getting bad and I'm entering bad spaces. And for me, like throughout this journey was the only thing that I could always rely on and that allowed me to make sure that I'm fine, that I'm surrounded by someone that is able to catch me if I go in a place where I cannot move on on my own anymore. So I think those are three most important stuff I could share about me. So workout, going to the nature, meditation. I have to try a 40-minute meditation. I already was doing 20-minute meditation in the morning, but I never managed to do this for 40 minutes. So it's yeah, and that's so easy. It's so easy. Mm -hmm. And of course, community, what you offer for your customers, you also, of course, need in your personal life to focus and cope with all the stress. What is on the horizon? I mean, uh, you said, okay, there's a lot of change in the industry. So you're trying to find now a focus or you're adjusting, you're pivoting your business. Is there anything you can already share what you see coming up or is this too early to ask? Definitely like blank space is like having a really, really good traction so far. So we will for sure moving more B2B and really trying to serve more companies in their research of third spaces, either for the employees that needs a space in between a home office and office or for meetings and uh, inspirations in meetings. So this is really our focus and like the cut of it is obviously something that we have to understand, but we are trying to move out more of the B2C and like more working more closely with companies, maybe more with a membership kind of structure. But this is our main goal where we want to transition right now. Interesting. I mean, it's there's a lot of change in the market and I'm sure there will be many interesting experiences and new opportunities coming up for you in the, in the near future. Thank you so much for your time. It was Thank awesome. You. It was uh, to speak here and uh, have this conversation with you. Awesome discussion. And we will share your contact details in the show notes where people can reach out when they're looking for temporary space or when they're looking for Yeah, on chat with me, I'm always hoping like to speak with people and have coffees. Um, really, really hopefully uh, enlarging my network is always my priority. So yeah, for whatever. Thanks a lot, Cecilia, and have an amazing day. You too. Ciao.
Hey, this has been the High Performance CEO Podcast. Join us again next week for more winning strategies and leadership habits from high-performing CEOs worldwide. If you have any questions or feedback on today's episode or would like to be a guest on my show, email us at success at sebastianschieke.com. We would love to hear from you. I'm Sebastian Schieke. Thank you for listening.